Ready to be in the spotlight? Are you ready to share your story with the world? Well, Snails with No Shells is where you need to be. Available on all digital platforms, Facebook, and YouTube. Snails with No Shells. Leave that shell at the door. Where did we go wrong? We were doing so well. Greetings, greetings, beautiful ones. I am Ms. BJ Martin, and this is Snails with No Shells. Leave that shell at the door. That's my only rule. It's okay to be a slug for a little while. All right, all right. So I am so excited to bring my next guest out. We've tried this a few times, and we're finally getting it. I'm so excited. I would like to bring out my next amazing guest. He has such beautiful energy. Okay, let me be quiet and bring him on out. Jay Vincent! Hey, how you doing today? <laughs> Amazing. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Awesome. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Jay Vincent. I'm going to read some of your bio. Okay. So the audience can be a little familiar. Jay Vincent holds several degrees, including a BA in mass communication from Auburn University a master's in instructional technology from the University of West Georgia, wow, and life coaching from Lamont University. Distinguished honors from both universities include the Students Dean List, Phi Sigma Pi, National Honor Society at Auburn University, and Phi Kappa Phi National, wow, Honor Society at University of West Georgia. Go, Jay! <laughs> You're working hard! Jay was also recognized as the man of the year for making headline news in 2021. And that's just some of his bio. You got, I'm going to post it. You guys can read the whole thing. It's phenomenal. All right, let's get into it, Mr. Jay Vincent. First question, where were you born and raised? Yes, I was born and raised in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay, okay, Montgomery. Okay, my uh, my sister, younger sister, went to um, Alabama State. Okay, she's a hornet. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, she is. And she plays Delta too while she was down there. So, <laughs> Great stuff. Oh, yeah. So, what was it like growing up in Montgomery? Uh, it was, I would say, um, amazing. Um, some people would say different, but I would say amazing because I made a lot of connection with a lot of people uh, down there from um, at, at a small age, even when I was in elementary up into high school. Uh, made a lot of uh, connections, a lot of friendships with a lot of uh, guys and females who I'm still who I'm still in contact with today. Uh, we may be in different cities and different states, but we're still in contact, whether if it's um, periodically throughout the year um, or even through via text or via telephone or even just social media altogether. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say it's it's been a amazing journey being raised in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay, and what is what is one of your fondest memories? Oh, my fondest memories. Mm. Ooh. 
I would say pretty much um, just making a comeback when I was in high school. Um, I know a lot of people um, who are from Alabama overall, um, they may know about, may be familiar with the Alabama high school graduation exam. And uh, I actually passed that part my last year um, of high school uh, when I was a senior. And that was, I would say just graduating high school because I barely made out of high school altogether. That was that was my biggest uh, moment. Um, even play sports as well, um, football, basketball, baseball, uh, just being active in the community. Um, so I would say uh, that too, because that really kept me uh, grounded as well, and being um, self motivated as well, and even being a leader. Most importantly, because um, even with me being a leader today. Uh, that prepared me to actually become a better leader um, at a very young age. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, he is a author, a life coach and a mentor. So we're going to get into that in a little bit. Now, you said that you did you say your high school years weren't that great for you? Yeah, well, it wasn't great. Um, the reason it wasn't great now, to be honest, it was more so my fault. Yeah. I know a lot of times we don't own up to our mistakes, but um. That was my fault. Uh, I wasn't focused. Um, even though I was involved in extracurricular activities, played sports um, in high school, even um, cl different clubs that I was a part of in high school. Uh, but I really wasn't focused on my grades academically um, like I should have been. And even with the high school graduation exam that was given uh, when I was in high school, um, I actually failed uh, one part. Uh, like, like I said earlier, up until my senior year, uh, that was the reading part. And I actually struggled uh, with that part tremendously. Mm. And I was I actually took it in the spring. I remember, I think it was either March or April um, where I actually had to take it one last time a few months before graduation. And I went in with um, a mindset of passing the, the exam. And most important with me being a man of faith, I had to uh, pray way before I took that test and went in, prayed to God by taking the test, um, turned the test in. You know, I'm, my parents always taught me about praying before you do certain things. And I prayed before I turned the test in. And uh, once I turned it in, I knew that I passed it and got my results back from my guidance counselor. Um, and when I was in high school, uh, she, didn't, she didn't know how I passed the test, but I knew how I passed it. So that was um, a huge accomplishment right there. And that right there really opened up my eyes um, moving forward. Even when I when I went to college, I actually stayed grounded and stayed focused, most importantly. Um, mm -hmm. And after I did that, that's how I was able to accomplish all these great things that I did. Yes. And, and that's why, you know, I brought that up again, because, you know, uh, people need to hear this, you know, and especially especially uh, the, my younger audience. How you didn't do so well in school because you, you know, you just didn't focus. And that's a lot of people. A lot of us just we just wasn't into the grades, you know, wasn't really focused. And you made your comeback your senior year. And then that just just opened up a whole new mindset for you. You're like, I, I accomplished this. I did this. And you've gone on. And look, and look, I'm reading. I'm talking about all these honor and National Honor Society and all of that. And somebody from somebody who wasn't focused in school. 
You, yes. you see what I'm saying? That That's beautiful. Congratulations on that. I want to say that. And thank you for being transparent about that because some people, they don't want to share those parts of their life. They just want to share, you know, all, you know, the, the after, what happened after, you know what I'm saying? They don't want to uh, share how, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard getting to where you're going. You know what I'm saying? So that's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. That's very inspiring. Very inspiring. All right. So yeah, you're welcome. Okay. So there is a part of your bio that I did not read and I just want to touch on it just a, uh, just a bit. So, um, Jay Vincent, your family is heavy into the ministry. Okay. It says in 2012, you were appointed lead pastor of outreach ministries in Tuskegee, Alabama, following the passing of your grandmother. And that's very different too, because usually it's the grand, you know, the grandfather, your grandma. So that that's like the matriarch. That's that's so that's a very different experience, you know, for me. I'm loving this. Okay, so your grandmother led the ministry until she passed away. It says, under your leadership, uh, growth began to take place in the ministry. Through much prayer, Jay was led, you, by God to change the name of the ministry and make the transition from an independent ministry to a non-denominational ministry. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, how did, how did, what made you decide to do that? And how did it, how was it accepted by the church and the community? First question, what made you change it? What was, what was going on inside? Well, um, I would say uh, with, with us being a independent uh, ministry, and the reason we were independent, we uh, used to be a part of uh, Koji, Church of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. And after um, we had pulled out of Koji, the name was still Outreach uh, Ministries, Church of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. And after I did a lot of research, um, after I became the pastor, after my grandmother uh, passed away and I was appointed the, the lead pastor, I did a lot of research um, trying to see are we still connected to Kojic or are we not? And even with me being connected to other leaders who are, were non, who are actually non-denomination, um, and even just holding those conversations with them to actually get the information that I needed to actually go from an independent ministry to a non-denominational ministry, which basically welcomes everybody um, from all denominations, whether they were brought up uh, Baptist, Pentecostal, uh, Apostolic, AME, or whatever the denomination may be. Um, after I got all the research uh, from different other leaders and even mentors of mine who operated in fivefold ministry, non-denomination, that's how um, I was able to come back and present the idea to our leaders um, of that time outreach uh, ministries in Tuskegee. And then everybody was, um, it was actually um, shocked that I actually received all the information. They didn't know anything about that, but um, everybody was on board with the vision that God had given me to actually change the, um, the name of the ministry from Outreach Ministries to currently now we're named True Life Church Tuskegee. So after we made that transition from being a independent to non-denominational ministry, 
um, that's when we began to see tremendous growth. We had other leaders who got connected to our ministry lo locally in Tuskegee, who used to be a part of um, other denominations, even other people who just didn't have a relationship with the church because what I realized, um, a lot of people have a relationship with God, but they don't have a relationship with the church. And the reason, um, that, another reason why I actually wanted to make that move as well, because we had a lot of broken people in the area who were actually broken um, in life and they just needed some clear direction um, and direction uh, to actually go in life. And um, like I poured into all of our leaders, we need to just welcome everybody Mm -hmm. uh, with the love of God who come through uh, those doors in Tuskegee and even after making that transition from independent to non-denomination we uh, have been tremendously blessed awesome yes. awesome I love that I love that so wow that that was that's a that's a major move especially you know being a young man too and to to uh decide to do something like that so you really it really got so it sounds to me it got well embraced there was no pushback or anything everybody was like okay did you or did you get any pushback well let let me let me backtrack um there were <laughs> a few people who was kind of hesitant about the move um but i had other leaders who that actually uh helped me with the transition uh whether mm -hmm. it, it was uh local in Alabama or even Georgia, um, I had a great friend of mine and even mentor of mine um, who pastored in Cartersville, Georgia, and uh, Villa Rica, Georgia, which is right outside of uh, Douglasville, Georgia area. Both of them came down um, to actually just speak to our leaders who maybe didn't have a clear understanding about the direction that the Lord had given me to actually take, and even other leaders local who may be operating in five-fold ministry non-denomination they came in and spoke as well so i've been bringing in a lot of leaders who i actually trust most importantly to actually just speak to these in the individuals leaders and parishioners of our church and even though we had a few individuals who didn't didn't really understand or even um they didn't really uh want to make the transition but eventually they got on board mm -hmm. so um, I'll say that if there's people maybe tuning in right now who may be in uh, maybe a, in pastoral leadership um, and you may be trying to make a transition either um, from whatever the, the Lord has given you to actually change your perspective ministries to a different name um, try to do some research first before you actually just make the move and then uh, even bring in other leaders that you trust to actually speak into your your team and your leadership team and parishioners so that everybody can be on the same page when you get ready to make that transition. Hmm. Awesome. And you said God led you. So, if, I mean, if God led you, it's got to go great. It's got to, you know, it might be a little, little something, but it's going to happen, you yes. know. So, awesome. Okay. So... Jay Vincent, author, mentor, life coach. We're going to get into the author in your book in a minute. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, he has a book. Ministry. Oh, you, you wear so many different hats. Yes. So many different hats. And you're also a business owner. 
Okay. You're a business owner. So what is the name of your business? Uh, the name of my business is JJV Enterprises. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what made you want to become a business owner? Uh, well, I would say I have always had a mindset of being an entrepreneur um, because I always uh, did a lot of stuff outside of my day job. Um, and I actually just was working with a lot of youth at a very young age. And even with um, me becoming a business owner, uh, I was able to implement different things with uh, youth life coaching. Um, also implementing like different academies that's a part of um jjv enterprises mm-hmm. also um uh mentorship because what i realized a lot of people young people need mentors and even with me um being a young person myself who had mentors as well um and even with me being a um educator by day i see on a daily basis that a lot of young people need mentorship and need mentors to actually help them uh go in the right direction and that goes hand in hand with me being a life coach as well uh coaching uh young people um to become all they can be on purpose and that's why i was uh took a leap of faith by actually launching uh jjv enterprises by um becoming a business owner because i always had a mindset of being a business owner but just it, it just wasn't the right timing but I would say back in 2020 was the perfect time for me to take that leap of faith by becoming a business owner. Mm-hmm. And so why? What was going on in 2020? Well, we all was at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. That and and uh, I was working from home, so I, I was had enough time on my hands to, to launch a business. Mm-hmm. And was it was it difficult? Is this, is this actually like a LLC or? No, it's um, it is a incorporation. Okay, it's an entity. Um, it's a enterprise. So, um, that's it's pretty much everything is um a part of JJV Enterprises from coaching. Um, my coaching um program is called Discovering a Professional uh, Life Coaching. That's a part of uh, JJV Enterprises. Um, also, uh, with uh, mentorship, that's a part of JJV Enterprises. Um, even with me uh, being an educator, um, I try to implement a lot of uh, education. Uh, a part uh, that's that's a part of uh, JJV Enterprises. So, all those different things um, are part of JJV Enterprises. Okay. All right. I love it. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're just now tuning in, uh, I've been talking to Mr. J. Vincent about all the amazing things that he that he's doing and has done. Um, he is a author, a mentor, a life coach. He's graduated from college. He's done so many things. And he was a student who wasn't really focused. But man, he's out here, man, he's out here changing the world, knocking down trees and walls. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, your past. Don't let your past hold you back from your future. Because that's definitely the enemy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or a or whatever you want to call it, a negative energy, whatever, to make you think that you cannot do better, that you can't 
you know, that you don't, you know, you're not going to make it to the next, to the next level. So I love that. I love it. So, okay. So we talked about the life coaching. Is that what, what you said? You have a, a special type of niche. Ni- is it niche? 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 <laughs> I <Niche>. say niche. <laughs> what do you say? Niche. I say niche. Niche. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what type of niche is in your program? Uh, youth, uh, youth life coaching. Um, I will, uh, if I can be transparent, when I first started, um, I really didn't know what direction I wanted to go because with me being uh, more into health and wellness, health and fitness, I started out in that. And then I had to just realize that it was just uh, within that niche. It was just too many people um, within that area. Mm-hmm. And that's when I began to sit down and just uh, study, study um, the, the industry of being a life coach. And that's when I began to realize that our youth need life coaching and because we we see on a daily basis that our youth is going astray mm-hmm. and even with uh, the news portraying that our youth just don't have no direction um, nobody to actually help them so that's when I actually just changed my niche to uh, focus more on our youth um, and like I said, uh, not too long ago, uh, I worked with the youth when I was younger. Um, I was a YMCA counselor uh, okay. after school and even a summer counselor working with the YMCA uh, when I was uh, in high school. After I graduated high school, going to college, I still worked at the YMCA. And then that's when um, I actually just just came to realization and just said, Hey, let me um become a youth uh, life coach and just change my niche altogether. So that's what I've been focusing on more, uh, youth life coaching and just trying to uh, help our youth, um, young men and young women. Okay. And you have, you have this now you are currently in Georgia, right? Yes. I'm currently in uh, the Metro Atlanta, Georgia area. Okay, in the A. So you are here. That's good. People need to, uh, <laughs> you know, f- uh, reach out to you. That's awesome. So you have all that set up here. Yes. Um. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And so you're so again another thing. An educator. Okay. Author, <laughs> mentor, life coach, and educator. Wow. That's many different hats. Because even yes. being an educator is not just educating children. You are counselors you are you know sometimes you're that substitute parent you know that's not there uh you're confidant there's so many things to um be an educator so all, everything you do it all ties in together yes everything yes. that's awesome so what what um age what ages do you um, deal with this when you're with your life coaching with my life coaching I deal with uh, middle school and high school students um, but I'm open to uh, working with elementary as well so I would say pretty much K through 12 with my life coaching and I'm trying to get in, in the uh, process currently in the process of trying to uh, work with collegiate students 
um, student athletes, even with me being a former athlete, I'm trying to implement a lot of coaching with our student athletes um, who are in college and even uh, high school student athletes as well. So uh, these are the individuals who I really work with the most. Mm-hmm. I love it. And so I just uh, going back, is there a specific coach that was maybe influential uh, for you, because being that you play a lot of sports and I know you have a lot of different coaches and it's like you're kind of um, kind of doing what they did in a sense, you know, it's just it's a little different. It's not sports, but it's um, it's still coaching. It's all coaching. So do you have a specific uh, coach that stands out? Oh, well, I have a lot of coaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I would say uh, one of the coaches who stands out the most um, has to be with someone that I actually worked with. Um, the reason why I say him is because our relationship with each other. Um, I'm big on building, building relationships with, with people. And even with us working together um, on the high school level, we work together uh, here in the Atlanta area. And just by us building uh, that relationship with each other and and just uh, covering each other in prayer, um, talking to each other, and just um, working directly with each other. Um, and most importantly, one, wanting to see our youth, uh, our young men, uh, exceed and uh, succeed in life. And that's really uh, the coach. Um, his name is Coach uh, Bumpers, Webster Bumpers, um, who's the one of the position coaches out in Duluth High School. He currently coaches in Duluth uh, High School now. We used to work together at Alpharetta High School. And over the past uh, years um, that we worked together, we actually been um, like brothers, even though he's not my biological brother, but we call each other brothers. So he's been a huge asset to me. And um, another coach that I would say is my own brother, biological brother. Mm-hmm. Um he was there uh, when I was born. Um, he's older than me, so he was there um, when I was first started playing football and even uh, playing basketball, baseball. Uh, Russell ran track and field. He was very uh, supportive. He always uh, mentored me as well, um, coached me, um, not just athletically, but even like he was kind of like a life coach to me as well. Um, with how to become a better uh, better man and mm-hmm. become a better uh, individual overall. So I would say my own biological brother also. And a lot of other coaches as well who I've came in contact with and who, who even coached me. So, but these two, I would say most, um, who I actually look up to and respect the most. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Um, shout out to those coaches. Look, Jay Vince is giving y'all a shout out. <laughs> I love it. And that's just, you know, goes to show that it, it really is important for, you know, our um, our men, especially our black men, to have some type of masculine presence in their life. Don't necessarily have to be a father, you know, the, the biological father or a stepfather, you know. Everybody doesn't have one of those, but uh you know, just some type of masculine presence to um, kind of help guide guide them. That's very important. We we need that. So your um your program is um, is so necessary, so necessary. And I um 
I hope that I just hope that you are getting the presence that that you need that you know a lot of people are finding out about it I hope that you have somebody like doing the marketing for you and uh, getting that together for you because that is so important and we are we're, you know we're here to serve like we really are great leaders must learn how to serve you know and that's what it's about serving others well you know what is your purpose for the most part it's, uh, it's always about somebody else um you experience you have your experience uh whatever it may be you know some you know maybe a childhood was you know might have been terrible you know you might have been abused or whatever the case may be you go through these things so that when you come through on the other side you can be relatable and you can understand you know firsthand what it feels like to be able to help somebody else get through right so that's what it's that's what it's all about very important um for you know that masculine presence to be in young men's lives i love that i love that jay all right so uh we got uh, we talked about your uh, mentor. No, we didn't even talk about the mentorship yet. We talked about the life coach. We can we'll talk about the mentorship, but then we're getting to your author. Okay. So let's touch on the mentorship. What is that about? And how do you do that? Uh, mentorship um, is really uh, where I'm basically working with each individual. Um, I would say pretty much it goes hand in hand with coaching. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm really working directly with a particular individual, uh, whether if it's one on one or even whether if it's in groups. But um, I have mentored. Uh, I can I can speak from experience from mentoring uh, a lot of young men. Uh, just recently, I've mentored uh, one individual who would be graduating high school this year, um, the class of 2022, 23. Mm-hmm. He's uh, in. Alabama, and he's a student athlete as well. So, been mentoring him after his father uh, wanted me to actually mentor him. So, uh, just been uh, helping him along the way in his journey academically and athletically as well. Just um, pouring into him, uh, let just basically just helping him along the way in his journey of life. Um, even when he gets discouraged, um, I'm still there for him by mentoring him mm-hmm. and speaking uh, speaking life into him. And even though he had a setback this past um, athletic year with football, their season is up right now. So he had a setback um, due to a lot of stuff that went on in-house with the football uh, program. But um, I was still there for him, mentoring him and helping him along the way. And uh, he didn't give up. That's that's the huge part about about him that I respect the most. Um, even though he may have had a setback, um, he didn't give up. He- My interpretation. Get your copy today.